2: I am leading the way through the menopause maze with my vitamins, my melatonin sleep patches, my bioidentical estrogen cream, progesterone cream, a touch of testosterone. She's the hormone whisperer.
0: And hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel, my name is Dave, I'm one of the two hosts of this juicy podcast. Oh, and
3: I'm Rich, and I'm the other host of this juicy podcast. Think of me as Vincent to Dave's jewels. I love a royale with cheese, and he's a righteous motherfucker.
1: I
0: like that one that was good (laughs) the premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple we ask our guests for their best ever sequel worst ever sequel and finally their dream sequel and of course because
3: it's us we often drift off and talk about other things not just movies but also life in general whatever just happens to crop up in the conversation
0: we should also point out we do love giving out spoilers particularly in this one the best sequel is a very recent sequel so be prepared Mm. but if you don't want to know about it don't want any, any information or any spoilers, go downstairs, or upstairs or wherever you are, make yourself a cocktail. Cocktails are great. Ooh, cocktail, nice. And then come back, because it will be good. (laughs) On today's episode, we are joined by
3: Ashanti Omkar. Ashanti is a brilliant film, TV, and culture critic. She's been on the BBC, Total Film, Metro, The Guardian, Time Out, loads and loads of different places. You can find her on the telly, on the radio, telling us all about brilliant movies that we should be watching. Yeah,
0: because we're very excited to sit down with Ashanti and chat all things sequels with her. These are?
3: a shanty on cars unequal sequels enjoy
0: do you remember the first sequel you got excited about so it could be when you were young or whenever really but
2: the first one that really made an impact on you actually considering how horrible transformers 2 was i was <laughs> I was, when I saw Transformers 1, I just wanted a sequel because I saw that film like four times wow. in the cinema, which I didn't think I would like it so much. I'm not sure why I liked it, whether it was just some kind of nostalgic element from Transformers as a child and seeing it all come to life, larger than life, kind of on the super screen at Cineworld. And I just wanted to see it again and again. And of course, then the sequel came. So enough enough said about that. But yes, yeah. that was the one. That was the one I was just so excited about.
0: So were you a bit Michael Bay fan beforehand no were you you a fan of Transformers because Rich is a massive I'm a really big Transformers fan fan, yeah
2: (laughs) I was I I was as a child I remembered it a lot Mm. and I was just fascinated I was always perhaps I was when I think about it now I think I was a bit of a geeky girl because I was into computers and cars and went and did computer science at uni and doing further math at uni so i probably was more of a geek than i realized and uh yes i think i just was fascinated by the fact that these were gadgets that would turn into almost people and could move around yeah. and, and and talk and yeah. that for me was huge so when when they announced a sequel i was so happy and then they gave <laughs> us that horrific sequel. Oh. Yeah, and what did you think of that sequel? Can you go into more detail why you thought it was horrific? Why it was horrific? Well, I think it was just so bloated and overlong, and I felt like—I mean, Michael Bay does make some movies that I really enjoy. I do like explosions and stuff like that, but with that, I just—it just—I just sat there cringing the whole way through, thinking, "What is going on?" I can see Rich is laughing.
3: It's just when you said I do like explosions, because that's exactly what I think of Michael Bay. It's just like explosions.
2: (laughs) You know, I I like Jason Statham films. I like Michael Bay films. I I like watching them, but I guess it's just that that particular sequel, everything went wrong with it. I I think everything he did right in the first movie, he gave us something to root for. You know, all of that was there, and then... I'm not sure what I'm not sure what happened. LSD, maybe? You know? I can defend
0: the, the second one. It did come at that point where there's a massive writer's strike on. They couldn't stop the machine that is the juggernaut of the Transformers yeah, but movie. That
3: doesn't excuse the incredibly messy CGI nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that probably is true. Or the editing. The editing is yeah. unforgivable. Yeah. In, in the Transformers films. Because he has Michael Bay likes to work with apparently like five editors. So he gets different editors to chop up different bits. And that's why none of his films are, are coherent. They're all just like 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 music videos and stuff like that. But yeah, did have a writer strike, so they didn't film it with a, a script. I think when you've got like Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox writing their dialogue,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. you're
0: gonna be in trouble. <laughs>
2: And here it, is the co- it was just so kind of incoherent and I guess also you know in the first one he kept the, the humour was was there and it was good mm. and in this it was in the gutter I thought and that's the,
3: the first one they kind of kept the a bit of the characterization from the original from the original stories and the original movie like the characterization of the characters was that even if they didn't look the same which a lot of fanboys hated but I don't mind I don't mind if they look different the characterization was good the second film my god where did The characters were awful; (laughs) it's just terrible or non-existent.
0: As the annoying twins, twins. really bad stereotypes. (laughs) I remember that, and then one of the Transformers had balls at one point. The big yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Devastator. It was just their
2: toilet humor was just too much.
0: That's the choice, isn't it?
2: Let's give that. Let's give that
0: Transformers testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. So you only saw that one once, did you?
2: Oh gosh, I just about. I mean, it was one of those films that I should have just walked out and seen. First of all, a have
0: you ever done that? Have you ever done that?
2: Uh only. Oh my gosh, it was one of the Jackass movies. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I just. I and I, you know, the latest one I quite enjoyed, but I think it might have been the second one. I Is just, it just too much. Something just irked me and I just had to leave I can understand that I just had to leave right. it was just I, I can't remember what it was I just oh.
3: they are very yeah. extreme yeah
0: <laughs> my yeah. dad doesn't watch it he watched once one once after he went out for a meal came back he watched the man eat an omelette sick oh. up the omelette and then eat the omelette oh. again and then my dad threw up the meal in our <laughs> hallway uh carpet instead of like trying to clean up the carpet it was an old carpet he just Rips the carpet in off and <laughs> threw it outside. He's like, "Well, we're getting a new carpet."
2: What? Oh gosh, that might have been the same Jackass movie I watched. Maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe. So, how do you feel about Transformers now? Like three, four, five. What are we on now? Six, seven? We start again now, Dave. Bumblebee starts again. Yeah, but the, what about the rubbish ones? There was Dark Side of the Moon.
2: Yeah, the Moon. <laughs> they were all bad. I think, I think <laughs> he made that first fantastic film yeah, and then just lost it. That's what I feel. And um, then came Travis Knight and giving us Bumblebee, which was absolutely fantastic.
0: Really good.
2: And it gave us the goddess that is Haley Seinfeld. I mean, what can I say? She just, uh, she's just come in and stolen all our hearts. And it was, it was really, really, really good. I I felt like they've given, and I think all of us just wanted Optimus Prime to do cool things. Mm. And, you know, him coming back in this gave us, gave us all the, the vibes and the other ones just completely lost their way. I think I'm sure, I'm not sure if others have come on this podcast and just said how, awful no people
0: have
2: yeah
3: people have and and i certainly have (laughs) (laughs) they're too
0: long (laughs) too long
2: (laughs) yes length is i think if you Mm. can give us length but give us something to watch that makes the time go by I have no problems with it. You know, I'm quite often, I mean, I've watched loads of Bollywood movies. You get an interval in between, but those are like three hours long. Sometimes it's just nearly four hours you have to spend in the cinema because that film is so long. You've got interval, you've got trailers, you've got, you know, adverts, all of that. And it's like, ah, but some of those are and some of them are really bad as well. You know, <laughs> not going to lie to you. But you know, we've seen, you know, we we've all seen the, the Marvel movies and we know that they're giving us that length, but we're okay with it. It's well edited. The storylines are great. We're keeping up with things. They're giving us nice little surprises, you know. So, so we know that we can sit through these, and our bladders might only be 137 minutes long, but we can we can push them. Push them out for a bit Sometimes
3: faster. not even that long. Be, I'm I'm getting old. I would love an interval.
0: Love an interval in the middle of the film.
3: If Rich would
1: right. We went and right? we yeah. saw
0: Batman together, and Rich went twice.
3: <laughs> I did. That's true. <laughs> and then
0: he came back the second time and I went, There's still an hour to go.
2: You you have to prepare. This is this is my advice. So when I go on radio and talk about certain movies that are yeah. long, I'm saying, look, it was my don't fault. drink fizzy drinks.
1: Mm. Mm. Even
2: things like popcorn, try to avoid those. Have like a a normal but a, a good kind of protein filled meal. And Try and go to the loo just before. So just give yourself less than 10 minutes as the window before the film starts.
0: All good advice.
2: <laughs> and then...
0: This is someone who knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, watched, uh, I saw Doctor Strange the other day. I went yes. to the press screen as well. I pretty much dehydrated myself for the day. I was like, I'm not having any water.
2: <laughs> Very clever.
0: Because they're not easy. Those, those screenings are not easy to get out of if you need a piss.
2: No, when you're Especially in the, the middle. IMAX screen. If you're in the middle and you have to cross like thirty people on each side of, side of you to, to get to the loo, it's almost impossible. And everyone will titter at you. And yeah. Just...
0: Oh yeah. I've been screenings when I haven't come back. Honestly, <laughs> I just, I'm just like, I'm not doing that again. I'm just sitting on the end. <laughs> I'm gonna find a ra- random seat. I'm not.
1: Hmm. I did it to, in
0: Endgame. I did it. I did it in Ghostbusters not too long ago. I was like, can oh, God, these pale people <laughs> in the dark. I'm not very coordinated as it is. So it's just trouble. But <laughs> I like sitting by myself, it's fine. <laughs>
2: Me me too. I mean, the cinema is, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the most social of things. You have to be quiet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, those very annoying people who are not quiet. Like you just want to strangle them because mm. they're naturing during a movie or holding a popcorn bag and then caressing it. And you can just hear that noise because they're so <sighs> close to you and you crisps. Just- stop and Chris oh why you know so so it's it's fine I'm I'm happy to go to movies by myself
3: yeah me too in fact that's my preferred way to go to the movies you know Uh, you know definitely in fact Transformers
2: 1 I think I saw it with people only the first time and all the other times Mm. I just went by myself thoroughly enjoyed (laughs) it came out smiling every time
0: yeah I can't I can't understand people that won't do it by themselves because all you need someone is someone to chat to you before the film starts
2: yes Yes,
0: uh, and you can and easily take a podcast with you for that point, <laughs> <laughs> or a magazine until that point, and then uh, yeah, cheering. I remember watching Black Black Panther, and this kid in front of me had a massive bag of Doritos, and oh, I was just no. waiting until we ended and he finished, and I was like, oh. then he pulled out another bag. Oh of Doritos, no! And <laughs> he just kept going. <laughs> what is your best? ever sequel
2: i mean i have to say spider-man no way home
0: brilliant recent one
2: it's very recent and it's one of those films that what can i say you know it's obviously it's a huge big budget kind of tenfold movie but they gave us you know the nostalgia they gave us the fan service they gave us, you know, all those villains. Yeah. They gave us, uh, you know, to, this is a huge spoiler warning. I'm hoping everyone who's listening in has already <laughs> seen it because
3: we give them a spoiler warning at the start. It's okay. Oh, you do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A
2: huge warning there because they gave us all the villains. They gave us a bit of, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme. You know, they gave us they well, they gave us, you know, these these super villains, mm. the Sinister Six, mm. kind of kind of cubbing together and forming. And we've kind of, I mean, a lot of us have waited for them to come. And yeah. we we were never given a glimpse of them. So when they when they did that, that was super cool for us. Um, they kind of gave us three versions. It wasn't just one Spider-Man. They gave us three. And, you know, we all saw that meme of them kind of pointing to each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> they brought it Love to that. life. i mean what can i say that just made me so 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 happy you know they kind of you know brought brought that to life i mean there's so much about this film that i just was it just made me super super happy and yeah and i I don't know if either of you was at the the kind of press screening for it but the amount of screaming that went on because we were watching (laughs) well while we were watching it because they were just giving us these little nuggets And they they would hit us and we would all go (laughs) <laughs> and, and scream at them. And that was really, you know, you see the real emotions of the people. Yeah. yeah and they you yeah. a film like this. And they obviously knew that's what it would do to the fans. And and that is exactly what it did. And, you know, um, the, the special effects were great. We saw lots of kind of those, those moments with Zendaya and Tom Holland and, and Ned Ned kind of coming together and them having a go at Doctor Strange. you know the kids kind of schooling him i really like that very much
3: yeah me too
2: I can see that Rich is going, yes. I love this movie. I
3: love Spider-Man in general, but yeah, I love this movie. And we didn't see it at the press screening day. We saw it quite early on though, didn't we?
0: uh, I was was booked first (laughs) show-in.
3: We saw like 10 o'clock in the morning, the first (laughs) show-in.
0: My my screening was a lot full of hollering and whooping as well. It was was so much fun. Actually, it's so much fun. I forgot that when you mentioned Doctor Strange, I was like, oh yeah, he's in this film, isn't he? He is. I was just
3: like, Andrew Garfield. Oh, sorry, David. <laughs> I, just, I want to know how big
0: of a, a Spider-Man fan France is.
2: Oh, uh, well, so I have... What's your history? The bad, I've seen the, some of the bad... Well, I what I have classed as bad Spider-Man movies where I didn't come out feeling that that kind of mm. very happy happy moments after after seeing those some of those earlier movies. I felt like a lot of the time when, when they broach a sequel... Yeah. They got it off. I felt that they just didn't quite get it right every time. And that kind of made me a bit sad. And I, I, you know, but I always liked the fact that Spider-Man was this kind of altruistic guy. He's always trying to help people. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? And that yeah. I liked. And, you know, even even in this film, he's there trying to say that, okay, all of these guys have mental health issues and I want to help them and send them back as, as good people, Which, you know, I've I've always liked that that thought. And I feel like these days, because mental health is more talked about and discussed and being put into most of the MCU as well, I I absolutely love the fact that they've brought this into the the modern world in Mm. that sense. And they've shown it to you in a more stark way, that these are guys who who are villainous because they've come through some horrible things in their life. And here's Spidey, you know, trying to trying to help them out. And there's, you know, Charlie Cox you know, the as their, their daredevil, the lawyer popping into this, and you're saying, yeah. oh, you know, he's here to help. You know, and, and we see all these these different people coming in. And they, though there's a lot of fighting, and that's the weird part of these movies, it's like you know, you look at Wonder Woman, she's supposed to be, you know, this very um what's the word? She's supposed to be a peace-loving superhero. Yeah. But actually She's always fighting people. But quite a di- <laughs> dichotomy there, you know? That's the thing with this as well. And I feel like they've just given us so many things to root for. And I, I have to say that I am more of a fan of the new MCU.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 There's a lot that could have gone wrong, couldn't there? Yes. yes. Like, mm. I can't imagine. In, in my perfect world, this would never have been never as good as it as it turned out to be i was so surprised that it It actually worked like every level like how that the, the much screen time they gave to all the spider-men much screen time they gave to the baddies yeah. the actual length of the film the the, the pops like getting daredevil in the, the doctor yeah. strange stuff what was the greatest bit for you?
2: I I think the favorite scene was I, I I've already kind of given away my favorite scene was just the assembly of the three Spider Men together, yeah. and then them working together to help these kind of baddies become kind of become better and to go back to their own homes in a in a in a in a, in a safe way, and that for me just felt very. I don't know. I just it gave me all the all the warm feels. It gave mm. me the the feeling of this is the essence of Spider Man, and yeah. they gave it to us not with one but with three because three is the magic number. As they it, is. Me, it is, and
3: that's that's what real heroes do, right? Is that real heroes fix people, don't they? Real real heroes don't fight people; yeah. they put people back together again, even if they're not even if they're not good people. So yeah, same for me and. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man getting his redemption as well. just yeah, yeah. Cr- uh, Curse Andrew Garfield for making me cry like twice in, two, in like two weeks. I cried at this movie and I cried at Tick Tick Boom as well. Like
2: <laughs> He is, I mean, I feel like his acting also has improved so much since the early days that yeah. we could, you know, and, and I think most of us have gone into this having seen him in tick tick boom because it was award season and we just thought whoa this guy is just coming in and making us feel so many things and the tears are shedding and all of that (laughs)
3: It was so good. It was such it, a good did movie. Man,
2: cry! I love it, Rich.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, me and Dave cry at movies all the time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> really love unexpected it. ones as well. Like you're
2: definitely like... <laughs> my
0: people. I ah, can say that. <laughs> love cinema, and I love what it does to people. Like the highs and the lows, the laughter, the tears, yeah. the emotional rollercoaster it, it puts you through. Especially like Spider Man puts you through it as well. This one. Um, yeah. Before you went to see it, how yeah. nervous were you? Oh
2: actually I just went in with a very kind of open mind I have to say that uh, I can't say who but somebody kind of dropped this kind of nugget about these three spider-man reuniting on screen <laughs> and I I kind of wish they didn't because I I went into it thinking it sounds like I've got good intel on this because it was somebody quite you know quite credible saying oh. that's going to be a very uh, you know it's going to be a really fun moment and that for me, Made me. It actually made me quite happy, but at the same time, I wish it had been a surprise like it was for for many people who were there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I didn't. For example, I didn't expect to see Charlie Cox as Matt Murdoch turning you know? up in the film. Did yeah. I had no clue that that would happen, and the whole cinema erupted when it happened because. And, and I I met Charlie Cox recently and when we told him that, because he had seen it at a very, I don't know what screening he saw it at, but he said that wasn't the case at all when, when he saw it.
0: <laughs> really? I <cinema> lost it.
2: <laughs> yes. We were all screaming. I, I was I at one on on one hand, because I've got this problem with my ears, so my ears already kind of feeling a bit of discomfort. At the same time, I'm so happy that Daredevil and Matt Murdoch has appeared on screen and it's like ah Scree- scream- screaming so much to see him. There were so many, so many bits, and the, the cliffhangers were great. You know, the these the, the villains also, they didn't make them. Too much of a caricature, you know. Even though one of them was mm. like a lizard, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a, a weird one because he's he's not even in the Sinister Six, right?
0: Well, well you asked Rich that. <laughs> <laughs> Sinister
3: Six is, was never really six; it's always like interchanged quite a lot. Mm. But Kurt, Kurt Connor's kind of not massively in the Sinister Six, but they're not massively in this movie, to be honest. That's true. Like, he was
2: just kind yeah. of there, like creepy and. Yeah, I don't
3: know if they even got Risa Fan's back, or if they just used his dialogue from from like (laughs) the old. I think that's what they did with the
0: Sandman as well. um, Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. I'm not quite. Shame he was ever on set Mm.
3: because I really like Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. I think that's a really good that's really good casting. I mean, terrible movie that he comes from, but you know, good good casting.
2: (laughs) Oh, and I've just remembered another fantastic bit for me was that bit when Electro says. He mentions the black Spider-Man. And those of us who have Mm. seen the black Spider-Man are thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to make a real life action movie with Miles (laughs) Morales. Ah!" And I remember because my husband's black, I grew up in in West Africa. So I was just completely we were we were both. Well, he doesn't show as much emotion than I as I do, but definitely screaming when 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 that happened because I just thought, oh my gosh, he's hinting at something, and Kevin Feige <laughs> is all over this movie. You could see him, you know, unlike in um, so when I when I saw Morbius, you barely mm. saw Kevin Feige's name, whereas the amount of times Kevin Feige was in the credits on 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 this Spider Man, I just yeah. thought, oh gosh, they're just telling us so many things. And you can you know, tell the
3: difference in quality between those yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: less said about that, the better. <laughs> what What do
0: you think the the future for Spider Man is now? How do you think? Are, are we going to get sequels to the Andrew Garfield Spider Man? Do you reckon we're going to get a Tobey Maguire? Sam Raimi Spider-Man further down the road. More Tom Holland.
2: You know what I want all of these and the the so the co-producer and I love the fact that there's a co-producer who's a woman, Amy Pascal. Yeah. She has said that they are thinking of this is like being three films and there'll be another three films. So we we're saying there's 4, 5 and 6 planned with the MCU and with with Tom Holland, although we're all concerned because Tom Holland has said, oh, I want to take a break. I've been doing too much of this. I want to start a family, blah, 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 blah. And we're saying, no, don't do it. But how can you tell somebody not to not to take take some time off? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a very interesting one because I feel like they could still drag this on for a while because he was still only a teenager when they started this, this uh, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And he they could now kind of drag this out with different, you know, different, different movies with all sorts. Because, you know, at the end of this, you know, that the Venom kind of that symbiote has, has dropped into oh my this. God, yeah. So, you, yeah. It's like, oh, Dave had a big smile saying that's like, <laughs> yes. So that you know, by the time they do all of this, they could give him time to take some time off and still yeah. come back. And, and still do all of this. Also, he doesn't have to pop into an Avengers movie at the moment. He again has a lot of time that he can take to, to, to do this. Mm. Plus, you know, there's so many things in this, right? You know, there's the Department of Damage Control, which, you know, we, we might see something of that, because they've been helping in Westview, in WandaVision, They've kind of been help well, they're going to be helping with the Statue of the Liberty of, of Liberty yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're going to help clean that up because whoa, talk of destruction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: then, you know, we've got uh, potentially what we've got blade, a blade movie. We've got Craven oh, yeah. the Hunter next next year, year after as well, with Yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Which is
3: the which seems like the Sony version of the Sinister Six is coming together. Exactly.
2: Like, Exactly. And then, you know, we, we saw this bit of Ned, right? This friend of, of his who, they're BFS and Ned kind of goes to the sanctum, uh, yeah. strangest sanctum and he kind of says he felt like a bit of magic in his fingers mm. and then he's there like, he's almost like the second Wong in the movie. Mm. <laughs> he's like, the sorcerer, <laughs> the, what was it? Wong, Wong was like, yeah, the sorcerer supreme. Like, is he mm. going to like now be a friend or a villain coming into this. Wow,
3: well, there's all sorts happens. of rumours about Ned, aren't there? There's the rumours that maybe he's going to be Hobgoblin. Or,
2: you, you know, know exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> these things
3: could happen. could <laughs> handle <laughs> a nasty, kind of nasty Ned.
2: Sling, sling ring thing that we all want one of. Wouldn't it be great if we all had those to travel around? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to dream that I could have one of those. When I read The Magic Faraway Tree as a child, I always wanted a portal from my home in Nigeria to take me to Disneyland
0: Oh, yes. And now please. Disneyland
2: owns Marvel and, you know, so, hey.
0: Much <laughs> like a, por- a portal that gets me to, like, work instead of going <laughs> on trains or a
3: That's right. not quite as magical, Dave. <laughs> it would make me I'd so happy. I'd take a portal to Disneyland. It. it would make
0: me so happy.
2: But wouldn't it be so nice? It, it would
0: save not- me a lot of money.
2: <laughs> so I've got to ask you both, was there anything that you missed in this, in this sequel? Because... There was something that I missed, and I'll tell you once you tell me.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, anything I that missed? I, missed. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't. I can't think off the top Do of my head. You feel it was
2: such a complete movie, right?
3: I did not I don't think it was a complete movie. I think some of the bad the bad guys were, were a bit wasted. Like we said about Sandman, and we said about like Kurt Connors, the lizards, and I felt there was a bit of wastage there, and I. Th- again i don't feel doctor strange is that strong i mean he really I, hates
0: doctor strange i don't hate ah. doctor
3: strange he's just not my favorite <laughs> right. and i didn't think he was very i think it was a bit weird in this movie like he was somehow outwitted by two teenagers yes. um <laughs> they, got
2: him. I, they I prepped you, him for america chavez don't forget.
3: yes yeah absolutely
0: and
2: yeah i mean it's not yeah but
0: so i think they did a miracle to get everyone in that movie would be as there was there's
3: a lot in that movie and yeah they did make oh. it make it half decent and it's funny um, and it's,
2: it's
0: the action's really good
3: i'm interested to know what you thought was missing yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so for me the only thing i wanted was to to have uh gwen stacy emma stone's character coming back in to because yeah. you know like what happened and that you know obviously we probably all cried Seeing you know Garfield Andrew Andrew Garfield kind Mm. of talking about it, but wouldn't it have been nice if they kind of just brought her in because they brought back very selective people, and it would have been nice to maybe bring back some of this, that would have kind of made me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Of course, But the film gave me lots of that. Anyway. But then when
0: you have the problem that Marvel or no one really is really dead and they bring everyone back, that's a big complaint, you know?
2: Well, we have yeah. zombies now in, in Marvel. Oh,
0: but then we have multiverses now. So I'm sure there's a,
3: there's a, well, if we've got, we've got a multiverse, it's going to be a spider Gwen.
2: Yeah. So, yes. you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so there, there is hope, but that was the only thing I thought would have been just nice to kind of have her come yeah. back. Yeah. But yeah, yeah.
3: I think we got the nice, you know, Andrew Andrew Garfield redemption. For, yes, you know, he true. got to sa- he got to save MJ, and you know, yes. it wasn't it wasn't his it wasn't his Gwen Stacy, but you know, it was he got to save MJ. He
0: did. Do you feel like do you think Andrew Garfield had his moment as Spider Man? Uh, Tom Holland has his moment, obviously the big ending. But what? moment did toby Maguire was it just being there yeah i think he just got to be there didn't he <laughs> yeah
2: i I think it was it's that it's what it's that legacy moment this is a legacy sequel and bringing mm. him back just gave us that legacy moment we all loved him yeah. you know and he he i i think that the spider-mans he was in were probably some of the the, the best ones that many of us oh no, okay. no. agree yeah. not agreeing? spider-man two two of them two,
3: the best two
0: of them are really good <laughs> The third one,
3: Spider
2: Man yeah, Three, the, oh, is let, let's not talk about that one. <laughs>
3: talking, talking earlier of uh, of movies we've walked out of, it's the only movie I've walked you, out you of walked the cinema. Out of
2: it, <gasps> yeah,
3: it was horrible. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. It was not great, and I, I guess we. I think maybe I wanted to see him, and I felt happy just seeing him like he was in the first first movie, yeah. and that for me just made me feel really good. He had, he has that kind of. He's very. He 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 reassured our our young spider-man he yeah. gives him it's almost like you know i'm your your brother and your mentor mm, yeah. I'm here. he's he, old
3: man spider-man isn't he yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, his Spider-Man,
0: yeah his spider-man ended on such a downer because it's rubbish yeah so that was nice for him to get like that goodbye of, if it is that andrew mm. garfield had the spider-man ball, it was incomplete so yeah. it looks like we might might get on that and then we got the tom holland he's like the yeah. goldilocks he's everything he,
2: rolled yes. into one Absolutely, that is very very true. And I don't know if you guys love the, um, you know, I, I think I kind of mentioned this briefly, but did you like the Amazing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is oh yes, very different. oh
3: yes, <laughs> oh My absolutely. Favorite.
2: Same, yeah. same. Because I mean, were you gutted when they kind of pushed the second movie yeah. to June? <laughs> it was our number one, it, yeah. our most
0: looked forward to sequel this year for both of us was that <laughs> film, uh, and we did a podcast, we did an episode, and out in January, we're like can't wait to see into into the Spider Verse, wherever it's called and now, then, and then a few months later, chop
1: next I year. Just... Like, that was well.
2: it so beautifully, you know, 240 characters coming in, six universes, that mm. fantastic. And they'd even managed to enhance on the first first one in terms of look and feel. Oh, can't And wait. then they yeah. they went and pushed it. And then because obviously we're getting two, two and then three. Of that which is great and I had met uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller when the first one came out because yeah. I'd seen it and then I, <laughs> and then I saw it again because I loved it so much because I was mm. already I was excited because when when they released the miles, miles Morales comic my husband actually I should take this chance to plug his podcast the Swinging palm. oh yeah <laughs> it's called the swinging palm trees podcast and it's uh, available everywhere Spotify Apple everywhere and uh, he's a massive geek and he collects comics in fact we have a room full of them where I'm trying to edge in some of my stuff but all <laughs> sitting in boxes and when when this Miles Morales, Morales comic came out he brought it to me just like he did with uh, Ms Marvel and he said oh my god look Asian Asian in the MCU was saying oh my god here's the black you know, here's the the black Spider-Man. And ever since then, I was excited to see it. And then these guys, uh, Phil and Chris, just came in there. And we were already fans of the Lego movie. And yeah. so I told them that they were super happy. <laughs> and then we'd just seen this film for the second time. And I was just like, I just need to hug you guys because you are oh. just so cool, just giving us this this beautiful, beautiful film yeah. that just, doesn't just look beautiful, but the storyline is is fantastic. And what I'm really hoping for is that they give us, somebody gives us this kind of real live action one, because we've kind of seen what Donald Glover was a cameo yeah, as man. the uncle, you know, mm. in, in Homecoming. And I feel like after, you know, Jamie Foxx has, has teased, this black spider-man in this film there are lots of hopes that i have yeah plus we've got yeah.
0: the computer game now the moral morales
2: yes.
3: which is so good and i think amongst yes. spider-man fans everyone loves miles morales everyone mm-hmm. thinks miles morales is the best spider-man i don't it's I, you true know, there aren't many spider-man fans who don't mm-hmm. think miles morales is amazing
0: what has been the most disappointing sequel. So you've went in really high, really excited, really looking forward to it. And then you came out and it was a letdown. So it doesn't have to be a bad sequel. It's just not what you envisioned, what you, the build up in your head.
2: Well, you know, it just goes back to Transformers, doesn't it? Because I was just, (laughs) what can I say? I mean, why, why did he do that to us after giving us that perfect first film? why did that that for me is the disappointment that you know i i just i just think why why did you do that to us michael bay why yeah. so that would be the disappointing one but are you leading up to what's the worst scene yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it kind of gets this question kind of gets the 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 negative tingles going and then
1: <laughs>
2: like oh well, yeah that was bad rich, and then, rich is laughing because we had a pre-podcast moment where we yeah
3: we did yeah, we
2: discussed yeah. how he had to see this anyway yeah. he didn't yeah, want I, to see it.
3: nope <laughs> I I watched I watched Ashanti's worst sequel for another pod another episode of the podcast yeah. and then the per the, then the person speaking it changed their mind and it turned out I'd watched this horrible film for no reason. Did you watch it again, Rich? <laughs> no. Okay. Did I watch
0: it again? Oh, <laughs> watching it once
3: was hard
2: enough for most yeah. of us. So
0: what? So what is your worst sequel ever? Then let's roll into it. Sex
2: and the City Two. Oh, wow, that's Ooh. horrible! <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I I just felt I mean the cringe, I I you know, and I think because I had watched Sex and the City, it was it was targeted towards people like me. I'd watched the whole series, I really watched it, you know, You're and good. I didn't really think about. I mean, let me give you this this weird statistic that throughout Sex and the City, which ran for like over a hundred episodes. Hundred and yeah, over oh, six seasons, right? So well over a hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah, it's
0: back it's back when the days when seasons were like twenty-five episodes and really
2: it. long seasons. So get this. There were a total of three people of color in the show's six seasons.
1: Wow. Out of
2: yeah. Out of ninety-five to a hundred and eight different partners <laughs> that these women had. Wow. So <laughs> so it was. Quite tone deaf because New York City, being you know a, a yeah. very kind of multicultural city, like, oh, London, like yeah, that was that was quite shocking. And then to see, and you know, even in that though, you know, you saw some bits that I I had liked. You know, Samantha dates in one one show she dates a black man, and the sister kind of there's this reverse racism happening, and she kind of berates her sister, and you see some some moments that weren't tone deaf in mm. in in those shows, and I felt like that the series didn't it it didn't bug me so much that there weren't so many people of color in it because it was about these four women and we we saw them and and what they did but this sequel was you know it's it's like supposed to be proudly feminist mm. but you know it was just straight up you know islamophobic and you know kind of yeah just just everything that it set out to be it just reversed in this film
3: I remember the first time i watched it and dave, dave didn't watch it and i tell, kind of when i'm watching movies i'm sometimes sometimes messaging him and i'm like is this this is really racist like i can't like i can't believe it was like not a 90s movie yeah you know, the you know it's like <laughs> what it's it's horrible it's yeah. really awful
1: yes
0: Th- this I mean, viewing, were, I was blessed that this was my first ever viewing of Sex and the City 2. And it oh, will be yeah. my last. I'm never That's watching this never, shit again. Please don't watch
2: uh, it. Save your time and energy. And I've,
0: I've obviously I've, I've watched, I've read a lot about it. I've seen the Mark Kermode rant and I watched it again today and I think he nails it. And I thought it can't be as bad as everyone tells me it is. And then I checked the runtime and mm-hmm. I thought, whoa, yeah. over two and a half hours. It's long. Is, yeah. yeah. Not a lot happens it's
2: just not a lot happens it's basically the same women doing the same things they put them in in Abu Dhabi supposedly and they assume that Abu Dhabi you know they assume a lot about the women of Abu Dhabi and yeah yeah it, mm. it's it's really interesting because you think when you look at the amount of young women who fall pregnant in you know teenage pregnancies in America yet these women are judging the emiratis for for being that and you're just thinking whoa what is going yeah. on here you know and that's the scene with the hookah i mean i don't know whether that was just yeah i think dave just threw threw up in his mouth a little bit there <laughs> thinking
0: as soon as they, they land <laughs> in abu dhabi yeah it is it is yes
1: yeah can't even it's describe
0: right. it is horrible yeah I like you. I've I've watched a fair bit of sex in the city in my time. Like Ooh. I don't remember the characters being this horrible. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Well, just a bunch of dickheads really <laughs> in every, every way.
2: And there's no, and they don't learn anything in the movie. They don't. They really don't. Because obviously, you know, it comes to the final final bit and it's like everybody hates Americans is is what they kind of gave us well, as the, the the kind of culmination of this horrible, horrible film. And we thought, well, they would if you all behaved like that. Well, yeah. <laughs> thought, uh,
3: quite quite rightly, it would seem.
0: <laughs> you go to another country, you respect their traditions. you like, if you need yeah. to cover up, cover up. I've been to Dubai. You know, yeah. I've covered up my knees, wherever it is. Uh, yeah. The wife yeah. covers up. Yeah. So all you need to do is put something on the shoulders and you're good to go, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get these fucking idiots turning up in Abu Dhabi, <laughs> <laughs> swanning around like... They're, uh, no, we should do it the American way, which uh. is
2: oh, oh yeah. my god, I mean, <laughs> oh,
0: what can I say? It just, I don't it, think there's anything here for even Sex and the City fans because my, my no. wife watched Sex and the City, she likes it, and even at the end of it, she was like, Holy cow, that's bad! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like tonalage, it's just not even from the first gay wedding scene, yes. That's horrible, right? Yes, I mean, yes. I know this film's not made for me and Rich. It's not made for us, Rich.
3: Well, I mean, I I never watched Sex and the City at all. I oh came to God. this completely cold. So this is it. I thought I thought it was supposed to be like Succession, and I'm supposed to be watching it, going, "They're all fucking horrible people."
0: <laughs> no, once once upon a time, they were quite nice people. Each and every one of them, I, I remember were. exactly, like, and they've all gone through some serious shit to get to this they point. Have. have and some of it's dealt really well in the series there's a a cancer line which is really well done and there's cheating and blah 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 yeah and and there's domestic abuse in one of them as well as a russian guy that beats carrie yeah yeah see i know it all
2: there was some reason, you are very i you you've got those scenes in your head i I lived
0: my first year of uni i lived with five other females and there's two guys on our Uh floor there was (laughs) a lot of sex in the city and i think that was the final year because that ended and friends ended in the same year 2004 So, yeah,
2: 2006, I think.
0: Oh, was it? When did you yeah. go to uni? Oh. No, sorry. No, you're right. It was 2004. I think I remember it because yeah. I couldn't get my TV to work for half a year. So, if I <laughs> wanted to watch TV, I had to go and watch someone else's, like, in one of the, my friends' rooms. So, I ended up watching a lot of EastEnders, which I also hate um mm. stuff like but that. But we
2: all watched it in uni. It was massive. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch the first film? the first yeah i did so the first sex in the city was the, the first first film yeah. was kind of you know i i mean i i thought it was still uh so you're you're kind of saying that your life is only complete if you marry a man and he gives you a huge closet this is what
0: my wife is saying she, say it, yeah.
2: <laughs> which i thought was a bit like okay so it should only be a man and a woman it shouldn't be Really rich. They should. Ha- they should have this massive. So rich, right? <laughs> They're <all> so rich, right?
3: They're all so rich.
2: How can they afford all of that? I mean, those of us who are writers for a living know that we, we you know, we don't make that much money. Right? <laughs> How does she do it? And you know, have this all the the clothes that they wear. My gosh! Oh, you know, unbelievable! The, the fashion is on un- because when you look at the prices, I sometimes just go to like Selfridges or something and when I have to walk through that section and I look at prices, like there was this tiny handbag I saw for children, but it was it was Dior or something. And of course it was 400 pounds. <sighs> I just thought, wow, so you're buying this for your child who will probably trash it, you know, mm-hmm. within minutes. And that's how these, these women are supposed to be so, 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 so rich. And in the first movie, it was kind of a bit like they took these four women but made a caricature of them, you know, and they just put them through yeah. those kind of old tropes and you just saw them and I, I just thought that it didn't feel very relevant but it wasn't horrible to watch I mean the second one was truly cringeworthy and nasty to watch whereas the first yeah. one it, it, I just felt like you know what it's it's fine you could you could watch it you don't come out kind of wanting to throw up or wanting to to throw stones at, at the yeah scene. yeah <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> And, of course, Rich is lucky because he'll never watch either no, of them.
3: No, never going to watch it. No. Yeah, I might find a way
0: somehow.
3: <laughs> well,
2: I was going to say, have you seen And Just Like That, which is the sequel series to the movie? So it, so what, what happened was people kept saying, are you going to make another movie? Because Sex in the City too. just to say that it was made on like a hundred million budget. And made it a lot made money, three hundred million, it. nearly. So <laughs>
3: yeah. it made a lot of money. A huge yeah. amount of
2: money. So, so when you know Carrie Bradshaw, the the so you know she goes goes up on stage at at one point and says, "Well, I understand why people are very, very unhappy with the second film, but it made so much money, you know." And she <laughs> kind of threw that in as her that's a
3: good thing. Yeah, people hating it for yeah. like white white people flaunting their wealth, and yes. you go, oh. yeah, but you know, I made a lot yes, of money she out made of it. Loads so, of
2: money, and I made loads of that money because <laughs> yeah. so Sarah Jessica Parker. I, I bet she
0: was it. a producer on it as well, so she made extra bucks.
2: Extra bucks on mm. it, exactly. It's
0: like David Brent
3: in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Downside, draw losing your job plus side i've got promoted
2: sure. <laughs> precisely precisely and with and just like that what they've done is they've tried to bring back and rectify some of these horrible mistakes right. that they made so what they've tried tried to do well, it was just, they they gave it 10 years i think they thought okay people will forget about it in 10 years mm. and then we'll bring this. You know, we'll 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 make we'll hope that people forgot Lawrence of my labia and such phrases of the film, too. I can see Rich throwing up in his mouth right now as we speak. And so I think that's
3: my worst, my least favorite line in the whole film. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. yucky. so yucky. But in this, you know, they have for the first time black and brown friends. Well, one, hello. Of, them, one of them finds out she's she's gay but but you know she totally dumps on her totally wonderful husband who you know you just think wow this woman mm. why why you know we we had no inclination or indication in all these decades of watching you that you might be and yeah. now you just decide to to throw this all away because and I won't tell you what, what happened and why, why that happened, but let's just. I think. mean, you
0: can, if you want, I really don't feel <laughs> a
2: We m- I might be spoiling it for people. I
0: remember, I remember in the original series, really True. like Samantha, uh, Kim Cattell's yeah. character. I think that was a, an interesting portrayal of this mm-hmm. older woman that was just, yes. couldn't give a fuck and love in life and Super do whatever cool, she wants. She? I mean, she went horribly wrong in this film, in yeah. the second film, yeah. and then. In the series they've all she's had a not, big falling out haven't they and
2: she's she's not in it at all like she's reduced to a few text messages and right. a few few times they talk about her saying because she's moved to london and yeah. i am saying, well give us the london because all of us want more of her give us the london sequel of what samantha's doing in the super cool world of pr in london we'd love yeah. to you know but i think i think that's it. the
0: same issue that Ghostbusters Afterlife is like these characters would not have an argument like sorry no. to bring back to Ghostbusters but, but e- <laughs> Egon and everything Ray. we do
3: comes back to Ghostbusters yeah. it Egon seems. and Ray
0: Ray would 100, 100% believe Egon if he said uh, shit's going down uh, end of the world's coming Ray would be on the first train to that town he would be like <laughs> fuck you I think the same thing would happen between yeah. Carrie and Samantha yeah. I think
2: mm.
0: they've had so many problems they bitched about each other all the time, the show the time. Stuff, that yeah. I don't think it works out there like, oh, suddenly not talking.
2: It, it's very weird. It's very weird because how could how could that have happened? And let's just say that in this season, there is um, well, in and just like that, uh, there is a, a point where they really could have and should have met. And it was reduced to a text message. And then Kim Cattrall has come out and said she she never wants to. I think I think it scarred us. Uh, Sex and the City two, the film scarred her so much she doesn't associate yeah, yeah, yeah. with that brand ever again. And she's just said, and she actually said, look, there's power in saying no. And I've said no. I yeah. won't go back to the uh, to the second season because it not only got this spin-off series, but it that has now been renewed for season two. And it has some really there are some interesting characters i have to say sarita chowdhury is one of those characters who's really interesting in this and she's one of those she's she is almost a perfect replacement for samantha jones and you know there are some redeeming bits in this series that makes me want to watch the second season Mm. of it because i feel like okay they're getting if they got a better writer's room things could get better for for it and just because it is so popular it's loved by so many people I feel like they shouldn't let it go and people should just try and I don't know lobotomize sex in the city too from their brain
3: <laughs> I'd into, love to do that
2: yeah, you know pop <laughs> into eternal sunshine and just ask them to kind of remove it from our our psyche and and we can just move on
3: i mean that would be amazing (laughs) i've got to be honest i'm really glad you picked it because for so long i've been thinking i've watched it for no reason
2: (laughs) you finally got a chance to just spill your guts out about how yeah yeah and it
3: really is awful isn't it it really is like it's
2: just (laughs) i mean it's just the fact that it's managed to be homophobic racist Islamophobic everything into yeah. into this one movie how did they do it how did they write that film i want to know <laughs> it's like yeah. give me a behind the scenes who
3: signed off on this Who's,
2: exactly <laughs> because you know when when i think about how warner brothers and people like that are trying but i think this film in some ways was there it was created and put in this into this world so that hollywood understood what these three things were, racism, Islamophobia, and, and uh, kind of homo- homophobia, and mm. then said, okay, we're going to make a turning point, because Warner Brothers has then gone on to, to course correct a lot since then. Yeah. And in those 10 years, what they've done with diversity and all of that is pretty phenomenal. Considering, That's a good point. You know, so, Looking for
3: a positive in every in everything. A positive like, way to a think positive, that. we can go. That movie is the reason that none of this ever happens again.
2: Again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's still happening sometimes, but you know. Do you think
0: it would one day come with a warning beforehand?
2: <laughs> it should.
1: It I should, mean, yeah. If
2: you imagine, you know, like for Rich having his his little one, Rich imagines his little one watching this in maybe ten years. And He's just the, the way a child will react to it, like even mm. my eight-year-old nephew, if he saw this film, he would point out all those bits that have offended him straight away. Because yeah. kids in in this day and age are very savvy to these things and a lot more kind of knowledgeable. Because I think a lot of us have become more and more woke, so to speak, as mm. time has gone on. And I think if this film had been given to us in in the eighties or the nineties, we wouldn't have thought any of this stuff because yeah. that's what we were given. They were churning out stuff like this all the time. We were watching it on 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 the telly, and we wouldn't have thought about it. But now we are becoming more, you know, aware of these things. And I'm I'm thinking you're you're right because when a child, if a child, your your kids who are who are maybe seven, eight now, even if they watch it when they're eighteen, they would be cringing. Oh, and yeah. they would have to put a warning on it to say what of you what <laughs> at your peril
3: yeah absolutely and that's the that's the that's the beauty of things is that the kids always move things forward and get yes. things better. You know, that's the whole point. Like when people complain about, you know, people being woke and stuff now. And I was like, yeah, but that's exactly what your parents said in the 60s. Yes. You know, you were woke to them. You were a new generation moving th- mm-hmm. things forward. Mm-hmm. You know, this always happens. Yes. The, you 100%. were always outdated by your children. That's the beauty of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's why the kids who school Doctor Strange. You know, yeah. and set him up for the multiverse of madness and dealing with with America. I just felt we could almost see a shift in his personality between this Spider Man because you know we we all kind of watched it and they gave us mm. pretty much the first scene at the end of this uh, end of this film, and yeah. of course we saw a different, an almost different uh, Doctor Strange in it. So it, it just goes to show it's, it proves your point, bitch, that. These, these things can happen and where the children are just saying, I'm just going to open my mouth and say something, rather yeah. than, you know, be seen and not heard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%.
2: Dave has a pensive look on his face. I was just
0: thinking, <laughs> imagine this is the stuff that made it into the film, what got cut out of. <laughs>
3: Oh, I don't want to think oh. about that. <laughs> you can't be like,
0: oh, there must be a different version of Section C two because it's
3: maybe there is a maybe there's a ninety minute version of Section C two that does cut out all that horrible stuff, and maybe that makes it better.
2: Ooh. But there,
3: maybe that'd be a nine minute version rather than a ninety minute version.
2: <laughs> I was just thinking, how <laughs> how are they going to possibly edit that to make it better? Because I feel like in every scene there was something offensive, like you said mm, from the minute yeah. they get off that plane and turn up in in Abu Dhabi, which is it Abu Dhabi pretending to Morocco, to be Morocco, or something like that? I think and... so.
3: I don't know. I, I don't think they know where they are. Like it's <laughs> it's supposed to be the Middle East, isn't it? But then they dress it up like North Africa. Like I, I don't. I don't think that the, the film has a clue where it's where it's supposed to be.
2: Gosh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just it just was all yeah just absolutely nasty and i'm not sure they can fix this is not something that they could fix and no. even with and just like that i have to say that being the natural sequel to this film oh. is that there there are lots of problematic elements in that also it's just that they've, they've made it slightly better by diversifying the cast and having these women's issues being shown up so for example you know one one of them goes to goes to college as an adult and you mm. know she suddenly is, is is seeing that my gosh i had been so so racist or i just didn't have any you know, kind of black friends and I didn't yeah. make an effort to know anybody outside my own circle, now I must. So they're trying to rectify a few of those wrongs, <laughs> just like that. Wondering if it could be better edited and I'm yeah. saying I don't think it can be fixed in any form. No, you know.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. There's probably about there's probably about eight minutes, eight minutes or so of it that could be saved.
0: <laughs> well, it's a bad one, and I think it's one of the worst we watched. So, uh, thank you for giving it to us and letting us watch it. It,
3: it knocks Alien vs Predator two off of by uh, off of my worst sequel list. I think, yeah. uh, or top of my worst sequel list. I think. I think think this is worse. This is top.
2: This is definitely worse. Yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> that is definitely because the thing is, I think. They can get away with that genre of of cinema by by making ropey films without much storyline, but they can't get away with real humans interacting with real humans and and being this way. And this is where Sex and the City 2, I think, is just the worst sequel of all time. Is there
0: a sequel that was so bad the first one, but you enjoyed the second one?
2: Actually, you know, interestingly, Sonic, and that's, again, I'm talking about very recent films, but Sonic 1, I felt kind of by Act 3 had completely lost the plot and it was just kind of washed out. Right. And then Sonic 2 came in with a bang and a boom and a Sonic, you know, and a Knuckles. And, yeah. a, yes. and a <laughs> Knuckles, exactly. I, I felt that was one that I, I thought, yes, I feel like they redeemed the third act of the first film by just giving us a fantastic second film.
0: Yeah. Are you are you a Sonic fan of the games?
2: No, I'm I'm not a I'm not a gamer really, but my husband is and he never played that either. So I didn't like he's he's into Assassin's Creed actually. So Uh, that's this kind of film. And and of course the Spider-Man game, that kind of game. But he he didn't ever play Sonic.
3: After the first Sonic movie I had to download all the classic Sonic games for my son to play. Because he became Sonic obsessed after that first movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And unfortunately, he's not seen Sonic two yet. There's a there's a whole story behind that. But yeah, he's uh, he didn't manage to see Sonic two yet. So we're we'll yeah. waiting for that to come out.
0: <laughs> Do you think it's better watching like that kind of movie with kids? You went to a kids showing or a screening? I you? actually
2: did. I actually went with uh, with t- two two young girls, uh, one of them being my niece, and. Her one one girl and her mother and interestingly the mother laughed the most <laughs> she just absolutely and i just i I'd, I'd always seen her as this quite serious person because i've kind of hung out with her a lot she's i've you know she she lived in england and then she moved to sri lanka i hung out with her in sri lanka moved back to england we've done a supper club together so she's like this person who makes amazing biryani and stunning food and mm-hmm. is normally just very kind of serious you know she has a Mm. master's in biotechnology and da 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 and then came sonic 2 and she just laughed throughout it and i think that just boosted uh, you know it boosted me as well and you know funny. i even like the you know people are thinking i'm crazy but the new paw patrol movie also i really enjoyed but i was at a kid's screening i'm gonna tell you what on that one I I just, I enjoyed it because I thought they brought in these little girl cops, you know, who are, who are, you know, dogs, obviously not, not, not girls, but they're, they're, and I just, I really liked the way they did it. Somehow I'd never seen any Paw Patrol and I'm sure anyone who's a parent has seen it to death and thought, you know, no more. I, I can't
3: think of anything worse than the Paw Patrol movie, I've got to be honest. Really? There was so much Paw Patrol in my life. But... I think Red
0: tried to keep it quiet that there was a Paw Patrol movie coming <laughs>
2: out. He's like, I'm not telling my son about this one.
3: Luckily, he's moved on. He's not fussed about Paw Patrol yeah. anymore. But when he was kind of like three or four, yeah. We basically watched Paw Patrol all day every day for a long time,
2: and then you showed him like, a Marvel movie, and
3: yeah, <laughs> then
2: you Spider-Man said, came then, along. <laughs> you know, the nice thing about, or nice thing I should say about Marvel films and generally, because these are ultimately sitting on Disney Plus, is you don't see a lot of blood and gore. No, you see the nasty bits. You might see a nasty-looking villain or whatever, mm. but the the lack of that means that you can show it i think to a discerning child and the yeah. child is not too freaked out about the fighting and the deaths
3: no he likes he he, he likes marvel movies he we watched um we watched avengers and he's in. we watched um captain america civil war the other day which he quite liked Blimey. yeah he was he quite into that one because <laughs> he's got he? a he's got punsary how old is he he's seven Wow! Yeah, so he, yeah, he's just turned seven, but he's got a Marvel Lego game on his Switch that he's he's really into. Oh. So yeah, it was like nice. he wanted a, he wanted another movie that had lots of Marvel superheroes in it. And I was like, I'm not showing you Endgame <laughs> or, or Infinity War or, <laughs> or Infinity just, War. Just <laughs> I think yeah. maybe to say yeah, Civil War was the closest I could get. <laughs> yeah,
0: because he's not going to understand the connotations of what's going on in
3: Civil War. Not no, he doesn't get the deep stuff. He just understands that you know Iron Man and Captain America have fallen
0: out. Yeah,
1: people's <laughs> like friends fall they're out fighting. every now and then.
2: <laughs> yeah, and
1: then and they
0: make you... up at the no,
2: they don't. <laughs> they do, they don't. Mm. <laughs> no. Not really. Oh. <laughs> but also, they're on Disney Plus. I have to say that you know, huge shout out to them because they give us loads of behind the scenes stuff to watch. Mm. They've given us the gem that is What If, that also gets a fantastic sequel sequel, as in a second season coming up. Yeah. They also give us these little v- vignettes of uh, of Marvel, you know, stories of, of these um, these people and even on YouTube you can get these lovely little things of how, you know, Kamala Khan, you know, aka Miss Marvel turns up, you know, yeah. into the Academy. These are really lovely things that they're giving us that uh, I feel that kids can watch because
1: mm, they Academy. get to
2: learn about the characters and, and even as adults and I think they've just, haven't they just dropped on Disney Plus a new new set of, it's called Legends. I've only seen a couple of those where you can see the best of, so what they've done is a very clever editing job, something they can't do for Sex and the City 2, let me just (laughs) write out, but what they've done is taken the best bits of, say you take Wong and he's, you know, Sorcerer Supreme, just before uh, they you know, Multiverse of Madness came out, they dropped this where you could just go and see the highlights. What did Wong do? What you know what potential does he have? What kind of magic can he do? And then oh, you know, that's good. So and you can show that to your kids because I feel like they've edited it in a way that it's not going to scare the children.
3: Yeah, clever. Yeah that's really good i thought i might might have to go and dig those out because he's he's forever asking me like who is this superhero where did they get their powers what's their story and i'm like i don't know all of them (laughs) let's make it up
2: 10 at least 10 superheroes and they're it's almost like a mini version of their origin stories Mm, it's really really cool
0: yeah he'd love that what is your dream sequel?
2: My dream sequel is books part. I mean, and I think when I when I let you know in advance, I just put "I mean" dot dot dot, <laughs> and you got it instantly.
3: <laughs> I'd never seen it before. I have to thank you because th- this is the whole reason I love this podcast. This is I get to watch movies that I I never knew existed I knew and you are was. amazing, and I loved it.
0: I absolutely loved it. I said I, I texted like, myself "Have you seen this?" She's like, "No, never seen." I was like. I think you're going to love it. I did. And I did. I
2: yeah. mean, what's not to love? It's a laugh a minute. It's one of those films that, again, I had to watch twice because I just wanted to see it a second time. And yeah. the second time, Olivia Wilde was there and, you know, uh, Caitlin Deva De- De- and Beanie, they were all there on stage afterwards. Oh, wow. I just watched it and I was just like, oh, I just... Everything they were saying, I was just sitting there thinking, I just felt like this... <laughs> spoke when the fact that you a man which has seen it for the first time and felt the same it just yeah. goes to show how well edged those characters were oh
3: so good
2: and how they brought nostalgia it's like how spider-man brings us the nostalgia very well these guys have done that for for all of us
0: mm. yeah I, I i like that the betrayal of being a teenager that you know it, everyone's got their own individual problems like everyone's fucked up at that age i'm afraid yeah. you know uh, yeah. it, it, in the bigger picture, when you get older, you look back, you think, don't know what I was worried about, because no, <laughs> it's tough. But I just love that, like the jocks. I, when I was young, I used to get really annoyed about the people that could, who were good at sport and also clever. I was like, why can't I be both of these? <laughs> I wasn't either. But... <laughs> <laughs> i love that and i love the chemistry between everyone and i like the writing and i love the soundtrack mm.
3: would you what do you like it, sounds- rich do you know what i absolutely love the bit where they turn into dolls i <laughs> think it's so good so interesting <laughs> filmmaking. So the filmmaking is
2: amazing yeah.
3: i fully expect olivia wilde to direct incredible movies from now on you know i think that's
2: i mean how is she going to follow this i well what i'm hoping for is book smarter I oh. oh
0: she's got a name
2: <laughs> i mean it just obviously you know because you know at the end of this film for anyone who hasn't seen it should i tell them I'll yeah 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 definitely spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert at the end we of have this to set episode. up a sequel <laughs> <laughs> so for this for this film you, you basically it's about two two young women Molly Davidson, Davidson, played by Beanie Fieldstein, Feldstein, who obviously everyone keeps saying she's Jonah Hill's sister, but she is a fine actress. In Show Diver. her respect, damn it. Yes, thank you. I didn't
3: know she was Jonah Hill's sister. I ah. just thought she was great. <laughs>
2: well, I'm glad, you know, you went into it and didn't see her as that, which is great. And Caitlin Dever as Amy Anstler. And, you know, Caitlin, she has shown us, she was in Dope Sick. Wow. This girl is super talented. She was in Beautiful Boy. She was in Dear Evan Hansen. And there was another. There was a TV series she was incredible in. Oh, my gosh. Was it unbelievable? No, it was. Yes.
0: Yes. It's something like that. I don't want to say the subject, but yeah, she's incredible in that. I mean, she does some hard work in
2: that absolutely and the thing is with book smart for many of us that was the first film we saw of hers and Mm. you could just tell that this girl is pure talent and a a pure star absolutely and this is this is about two two girls who just went to school they were incredibly smart and they were just only book smart they didn't go out partying and they find out that all their friends are also going to wonderful universities one of them has got a job at is it at apple or at google,
1: google. <laughs> at google
2: and i mean it's describe. not apple but it's serious. <laughs> it's, <close laughs> it's close enough and uh, you know that th- th- these are all people who were partying throughout school so they played hard and they also worked yeah. I which... hate them people <laughs> <laughs> well you know what 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 can i say And olivia wilde we've seen her in movies as an actress mm. and you know she's this stunning beautiful woman and we just didn't know that she was going to come up with this story and again very rare to see that four women actually contributed to writing the story and this is where the nuance comes in because in terms of it being one of those fantastic female movies it shows it shows because it's not only directed by a woman but these women wrote it some of them were partly producers of it as well and that i Mm. thought was a, a you know a wonderful wonderful thing because you could you could just see those bits coming into this film and like what rich said about you know them turning into dolls because you know every girl has played with a doll i mean or at least most girls nowadays i think most girls have played with a doll on a screen <laughs> rather than <laughs> they're all watching the barbie series and will watch the barbie movie and they're probably not uh, playing with actual dolls these days but Those scenes all just made so much sense. And I won't tell anybody, well, tell people listening about the uh, teddy bear scene, but let's just (laughs) say we'll
3: laugh. (laughs) Oh, I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's the thing. What's not to laugh, right? You know, because seeing how they jump from party to party seeing what they learn about themselves seeing oh. that you know when you're that age and you might be so tight and so close and such good mm. friends and then you can just fall out yeah it can happen to you it can happen to all of us it's happened to me certainly mm. and you know you're also discovering your sex- sexuality which I thought this was done in a very clever very kind of nice integrated seamless fashion without mm. it being because in many films in many shows, they always make the LGBTQIA element as something that is, you know, an other. It's it's not made feel yeah. a part of the screenplay. Whereas in this, it's just so beautifully done. It's there. It's there. Mm. It is there. There's
0: no coming out scenes or anything. It's just oh, she's came out ages ago. Ages ago. Yeah.
2: And everybody was cool with it. You yeah.
3: Know?
2: Mm. Elders were cool with it. The youngsters were cool, cool with it. And also, are you two um, Ted Lasso fans? Oh yes. Oh
3: yes. Oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you
2: see Jason Sudeikis in this, you know, and Lisa Kudrow, we're just seeing this fantastic cast just coming together. And at that point, both these two main actresses are new to us, mm. and everybody around them, though, we've kind of seen seen before.
3: I like that. I like that. the no no main actor is someone you know. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think the only person I recognised was like the the hot girl, the the hot girl that that she hooks up with. Is is she's like the daughter in space force that's the only type that's the only person i'd <laughs> seen somewhere else
2: <laughs> this is billy billy lord no
0: friend. no no, no. Who's um, um
2: the forgotten. one in the bathroom
0: she, she was sick oh, but, yes yeah
2: yes yes that's right because i was just thinking of billy when you said space force and i think star wars and you know harry uh, fisher's daughter herself is yeah. in it and she is one of the best things about this 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 film is Billy Lord oh. as uh, you know, she's not a lieutenant in this. She's I just, didn't even uh,
3: realize it was Billy Lord until you just said. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, the daughter of the one and only. I was character. like, oh, I do recognise someone else. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, how fantastic was that character? You know, you just see her popping up and in every scene that she pops up in, she is absolutely fabulous. She's she?
3: brilliant. She's my I think she's my favourite thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's Gigi, by the way, if anyone's watching yeah. it and wondering. which, yeah, of, Gigi, It's hard to yeah. tell because there is a set of new faces that mm. we're contending with also with this while watching yeah. it.
0: Jared is my favourite character character. i can relate a lot with that boy you, yeah like you said earlier you can sell so much it's written by a female because the the females sound like females not like what you yes. use a, john, a, john, a john apatow film like knocked up you know the katherine heigl exactly yeah.
2: you're so right you're so right because i often think about it's this, refreshing like films and you you kind of see, and these, these are supposed to be Catholic schoolgirls. There was a recent film that came out, I've forgotten its name, but they were supposed to be Catholic schoolgirls yet you know, and, and I went back and looked at the the credits and saw that it was written by a man.
0: Was it the uh, the edit the one set in Edinburgh?: Yes, I really what's it called? I okay. loved that film by the way. <laughs>
2: you know the thing is the film was really good, but I just sat there thinking, this cannot. This is not how women are thinking. How oh, no, did, it's... You know? this is totally the kind of fetish of a man coming out in this in this movie you know mm-hmm. and uh it, it was a really good film but um dave's quickly looking it up but and and so what, what i'm thinking is if they make book smarter it'll be mm. great because at the end of book smart so we see this character amy this is caitlin's character and she's kind of leaving she's going to africa and she wants to do a gap year. And this is one of the reasons they've fallen out, these two girls, because they, they were supposed to go to college together. Yeah. But, you know, going going away for a year these days is such a normal thing. So her going to Africa for a year is pretty pretty okay because she could always come back and whether or not she joins university whether she has a job they will still be friends and yeah. I'd like to think that you know Molly and her will still kind of get together and they could do more fun things learn more about each other and you know the fact that they left this ending where you, you know you you kind of feel warm and fuzzy they've done a cool thing together, you know, at graduation, at school. Which is, yeah, amazing. You know, but, and, and you know that they're both very smart and they could both come back and do some really cool things with their with their lives. And we, we're, we're yeah. here to see it. I'm really there for it.
3: So would you want to see a, a sequel that kind of sees them reunite after that year? Yes, and, and a time the, jump is essential. Yeah,
2: or or you might find that you know Molly Molly's character flies to Africa to see her friend.
0: Oh, yeah, but then we okay. were in Sex and the City 2 territory. Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 but you know, when Olivia Wilde does it, you know she's going to do it right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So you want Olivia Wilde back, obviously?
2: Definitely, hundred percent. We need Olivia Wilde back. I, I want the same kind of the the same team to come back. The only thing I would like this time round is for the music and the cinematography to be done by women. <laughs> and I would say that, wouldn't I? But yeah, I just feel no, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I just feel
2: like, you know, I wanted to have a slightly different feel because this was filmed like a teenage film.
1: Mm. And I
2: wanted to to be a grown-up version now because they're older. They're probably like, I don't know, 20 by the time they'll have this little time jump. Oh, you yeah. learn a
0: lot in that, yeah.
2: Yeah, you learn a lot in that time. Caitlin's character, you know, she whether she... And, you know, bearing in mind, she's going to Africa, a place where homophobia is rife. And here's a woman who's going there as a lesbian, oh, yeah. and so what she's going to learn from from being there is going to be a very interesting thing to segue into. So they could make it into something that you know here, here she is. She comes back to America as a different person, or yeah. that and and maybe be- Beanie's popped in popped into Africa for a few scenes because you want to see a little bit. I feel like I don't know if you guys are Mandalorian fans, but with you know with um, with Boba Fett we wanted to know what baby Yoda little Grogu was doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Star Wars academy and we did yeah that yeah, was the best definitely. bit of you know Boba Fett yeah. for us you know so I feel like I want to see what Caitlin or Amy is doing in mm. Africa also just a little bit a little glimpse yeah. where Molly's pop, popped over and you know ideally if Gigi goes there that would be I was about to
0: say which which characters you want to go back Gigi
2: Jared, be Jared for sure, and we need more of Principal Jordan Brown. I'm not sure how, but maybe <laughs> maybe he'll be like a visiting lecturer. So I don't know if you guys watch um, Grownish. Have you seen? No. It's the off from Black-ish, oh, Blackish. I have watched it. Where oh, okay. the elder, elder, eldest uh, daughter, she goes off to to university, and in that, one of the best and funniest characters in Blackish is like a visiting lecturer at her university so it gives us a kind of seamless feeling of Mm. you know this being a a spin-off and like that I I just want to see Jason Silikis doing something in it because I felt (laughs) like he was just such a funny cool kind of principal and I want Maya Rudolph's character so she's like the motivational voice I want her to kind of hmm wouldn't it be nice to actually then see her appear yeah, yeah, yeah. as maybe their guidance counselor or something at uni yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's kind of become their kind of oldest friend lisa kudrow wouldn't it be nice that so she plays charmaine
0: she could just be on zoom or something yeah, yeah. Right, talking to her i love daughter. it when
2: she pops in she pops in i mean her character or not her character but lisa herself pops into different things like that doesn't she she, she makes mm. these little appearances as yeah. uh, as little cameos and i'd love her to do that
3: it'd be really it'd be really lovely to sort of see Amy and Molly get back together and see, see how they've moved on differently. And do do they work together as friends anymore? Does it fit? You know, are they, they've got all those questions to ask maybe molly and jared are together and there's a whole you know because when you get to university your life changes completely
2: 100 so
3: maybe their lives have changed and maybe they're not like great friends anymore yeah and maybe there's something that brings them back together or something i mean it's, there's so many possibilities
0: <laughs> devil's advocate
2: yes uh-oh
0: <laughs> devil's advocate <laughs> isn't this film so perfect like you don't want to ruin it with a sequel, kind of like I'm going to use Super Bad as an example, just because it is yeah. like the male version of this. That's me being lazy. This my is example. better than super bad though. <laughs> there's never been a sequel to Bad. They've held off there, so it's not really going to happen.
2: I mean, yes, this I...
0: is this is a, a really yes. good film. Yes, I don't want a Dumber yes. Dumber two. That's a really lazy example. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Comedy sequels are hard. Yeah, I I don't want to yeah. ruin. But I also want to see it. So I,
2: mean, I just feel like, you know, this has like for example, Pat the Pizza Guy, do you not want to see him again?
1: <laughs> delivering
2: pizzas to them <laughs> at university? I don't know. Maybe he was, he was delivering pizzas while he was studying and he's got into the same university as her. There are some really cool, you know, this can just turn into a very cool universe in itself. And I I, I would just absolutely love it to be a sequel. And you're right. It is the perfect film, and it could go horribly wrong if they don't get the the cast. Well, the casting's already there, but if they don't don't get the script the right, script. Mm. that could yeah. you know totally be horrible. But you know, we've seen films like Lady Bird. There, there were some really good female centric films that are now yeah. coming out, and I feel like this one is the one film that I felt I really just want to see more. I want yeah. these characters developed. And I want to see what they are as, as, as older, older people, more mature, and how, they've, how their lives have turned out. Because quite often, you have all these ideas at college. You know, it's like when I was at college, I wanted to kind of, have, you know, by 25 to have been married, had two kids, and this, <laughs> all these things, and none of those things happened, you know, it just yeah. completely, although I was married, I was in a bad marriage, and I didn't have those two kids, or, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things went horribly wrong for me. But when I was at uni, I was declaring those things. Like, yeah, I know. This is, this is me. This is what, you know, this is what I'll be. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I wasn't any of that.
3: Turns out you don't know anything when you're 20. I mean, exactly. chances are I don't know anything now I'm 40 either. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I especially didn't know anything
0: when I was 20. Oh, yeah. I was a proper dickhead at 20. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, I I think I got out of it when I was about 28. 28 to 30. I really start understanding myself a lot more.
3: Yeah, I think your 30s are when you kind I of I think start, any start if, if you put me in any yourself.
0: situation with kids or marriage earlier than that, yeah, I would have been in trouble.
2: Yeah. No, I I can I can relate. I think that kind of makes sense and and just and I know that we I mean we we we've already picked my dream sequel, but the dream sequel that I hope and pray that Ryan Coogler will give me is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever because I mean i again that was one of the few films i like transformers that i saw I, in fact i saw that one five times
1: mm, the wow. fifth
2: time though luckily was with um, shuri and killmonger in you know being you know i got to meet them and everything which was cool because wow. i absolutely loved that film i just thought it was just so fabulous and fantastic and them giving us this um this sequel obviously mm. with sadly with Chadwick having passed on as well it's going to be really interesting because one of the actors I think it might have been Angela bassett who's who mentioned that it's an ode to him right like, and I just thought wow if this is going to be an ode to him how beautiful is it going to be as a film so, I
3: hope so I, I really it's going to be a really tough one to get right isn't it it's going to yeah. be really hard. And it's been, it's had a lot of problems in production, hasn't it? It's like production stopped a few times.
2: It has. It has. Which
3: doesn't always bode well for a cohesive movie. Um, that, but this yeah. is
2: true. But I have full faith in Ryan Kugler because I feel like I was at, I saw Fruitvale Station at Sundance and i just remember thinking my gosh and he was he did a round table with us um like a, a day or two after and the mm-hmm. way he was talking even then i just knew that this guy had a vision that he he could deliver and then he gave us black panther and wow what a film it was i can tell that you yeah. are both huge fan
3: of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's another one that my little boy absolutely loves. Like oh, Black yeah. Panther's one of his favorites. It's very
2: child friendly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, Are you
3: not
0: nervous though, about it? About the the people? <laughs> new Wakanda, yeah. Um
2: actually no, you know what I I was saying that I feel that Ryan Coogler will deliver. I feel that because they've brought him back as the director, if they'd mm. gone and messed about with the writers and the directors, I would have worried. But I have a lot of faith also within Kevin Feige. I feel like this man knows where things are going. And the comics themselves gave us a lot to go on. Yeah. So I feel like they have great source material and they can turn that into something really good. And, you know, what, what, what they'll do, obviously, as an ode to um, to our beloved Black Panther, you know, to, to Chad, Chadwick Boseman. I think they could do something really lovely with it. And maybe you'll have me on the podcast once it's uh,
3: absolutely 100%. 100%. I can
2: come and gosh to you about it (laughs) after seeing it, but you have to give me at least like two viewings.
3: Those were Ashanti Omkar's unequal sequels. I think she's probably one of the nicest people we've had on this podcast if not maybe not the nicest she's lovely wasn't she I loved that conversation I really did I a lot of she's, fun she's a wonderful person and her choices are incredibly spot on <laughs> like I I'd never seen booksmart before and I absolutely loved it and I might even go watch it again tonight because I really enjoyed it and it cheers me up. I knew you would like that one. I, did. I knew you like that one. I did love it. Yeah, you're right.
0: What about the best new Spider-Man film again? Big fan. Yeah, big fan. I mean, it's a great sequel, and what they've done with that mm. sequel is incredible because they shouldn't be able to pull that off. No, no, they shouldn't, and
3: they did, and I, I love it. It's it's a great it's a great choice, and thank God, thank God that someone finally chose Sex in the City two because i watched that a long time ago and i'm so glad it wasn't for
0: nothing <laughs> i've now joined the club and also watched it and um yeah it is, it, it, is, is, it, is it is awful it is awful and then i realized what we stuff some stuff we haven't mm. spoke about i i sent an email to shanti going we didn't even speak about the alice eve oh, assistance God, character the, the, nanny, the irish the nanny. accent and which is yeah, just yeah. about it's breasts. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible.
3: It's horrible. It's just yeah, it's cringy. And I mean, I like breasts. I'm all for it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's horrible how they do it. It's just I mean, ah, it's icky. Anyway, yeah. Yeah.
0: She she said well, it's probably best we didn't. Yeah, talk yeah, about she's that. right.
3: Of been. course, she is right. But what I will say, actually, quite interestingly, t- it links up mm. quite nicely is uh, the sequelizer guys have just fixed um, Sex in the City 2. You can't fix Sex in oh, the City They've 2. done a good job, mate. They've done a good job. I listened to the pitch and I thought, I don't know anything about Sex in the City, but it sounds like a 2,000% better movie than the shit I just watched. yeah
0: <laughs> That can't be hard. Sex in the City 2 is probably up there trying to think of the other bad sequels we've had to watch, like truly awful. And that is the first truly offensive. Like
3: it's it's the first one that I yeah that I've found genuinely offensive. There's another one coming up that I've also found genuinely offensive. But yeah, this is my. The, I know there are probably more sequels out there that we've we're, we're yet to cover in the, yeah, in yeah. the bad sequel terms it will, will be as equally offensive as this one. But I genuinely think this is probably my worst sequel so yeah, far. Me too. And book smart. Ah, oh, so good. It's so good. It's a, just it's such a roller coaster ride. In this, really good, really bad, really good. Like, yeah, I, I loved it. I'm so glad that I got to watch it. Like, would you want a sequel though? I think it's doable. I think it's doable. I'd like to spend more time with those characters. Absolutely, so that's, that's yeah. always a good thing. I think so. I think and and the shanty's ideas for the for the sequel. I think it's definitely a it's definitely a possibility. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring it on. Book like smarter. To see it. Brilliant, Brilliant choice. Well, yeah, if you've liked what you've heard with the Shanti, if you've just tuned in because you're a bigger shanty fan, go back and listen to all of our back catalogue. There are three series of interview episodes. There's even 50 odd extra episodes just as a little bonus that we give you on a Friday just because it's the weekend. um So, yeah, go back and listen to all those. If you really like what we hear, click the subscribe button. We'd really enjoy that. Give us five stars. Give us a little heart. Give us a review. All those things that you can do in your pop shop of choice. We will love you forever. And also, just tell your friends. You know, just just the person sitting next to you on the train, go, oh, I listen to a really cool podcast. You know, whoever. Whoever you bump into. Maybe it's a first date. Maybe you want to say, hey. I you, uh, you know, if you like movies, then uh, listen to this podcast. It's great. You know, that could help break the ice a little. Um, yeah, do that. And then while you're at it, you can also... Drop us a little line on social media and tell us what you think. So we are on Twitter and on Instagram at Unequal Sequel. And we've even got an email address. And people do send us emails. It actually happens. Unequal Sequel at Hotmail.com. And that's that. Wow. I mean, you're such a pro that now. It's only taken three series. I can literally
0: just walk off and let you go (laughs) for like three minutes. Um brilliant Uh, thank you for everyone that continuously listens to us you're amazing thank you to everyone that is starting to discover us you're also amazing send in your emails send in all that shit we love all that Uh, carry on listening I've got nothing else to say Rich you got anything else to say? no no that's it so that is a a slain goodbye Mm. in Irish from me oh Irish nice and a goodbye from him
1: bye
0: have a good one